Welcome back to another episode of the Three Man Draft. We've just had week three of the NFL. I'm here again with Reese Boy and Hampo, and we're going to answer the biggest questions of the weekend. Number one, are the Cowboys still Den Boys? Who knows? Two, will Microsoft create a surface that is bounceable and won't smash upon impact, especially for Tom Brady or the Buffalo Bills? Will the Dolphins go all the way? Who knows? But one thing we won't need to answer is that regardless of what we said last week, the Jets are still shit. Let's go. Hey, listen to me now. There's three stages to this game. You play, you compete, and lethal. Under my blocked by Armstead. Going, he's got him, he's got him, Tyreek Hill. And the Dolphins have come back. It bounces off the crossbar, and it's good. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Quick tempo. And picked off at the one-yard line. With time, Ryan looking deep for Gage, and it's intercepted! A one-hand kick! Olsen and Debo! What a snare! And out of bounds at the 45! The Los Angeles Rams are world champions! So, Reese, week three of the NFL. Big old Titans. How'd you find it? Um, painful, still. Oh, we won. Don't be wrong, I'm buzzing. We won. And and the f- the first two quarters phenomenal. First half was great, and then we didn't score a point. But we beat the Raiders. We've made the Raiders zero and three, the only zero and three team in the NFL, which we're all very happy about. We know that. Um, but we've got we've got we've got a W on the board. Hopefully we can take it forward into Week Four. Um, it's good to see Derek Henry a little bit back to what he was doing before, and and uh, a bit of a link up with Tannehill and some of the rookies. Um, and and the you know the, the newly drafted uh, or sorry newly traded players. Um, so yeah, if we can take that into a what could be a difficult week against the Colts, then happy to see it. I'm just happy to see you beat the Raiders. We all know my thoughts on Derek Carr and and his. I mean, he looks like the bloke from Toy Story, the kid, the bad kid from Toy Story and Toy Story One. I mean, yeah. I think, <laughs> see, I mean, I think our biggest talking point of the game, which. In the, in the group text during was how shit his helmet looks. <laughs> we, 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 discussed, we discussed a lot about men's helmets on Sunday. Um, Personally, Derek's, uh, Derek? Derek, yeah. Derek. Derek's helmet was very round. Derek's helmet was very round and, and old-fashioned and it's the I same bet. as our Rogers and it just looks rubbish. I think the helmets, the more pointy helmets with the holes in them, <laughs> if people didn't know this was an NFL podcast. <laughs> I found my helmet pointed and holy rather than round and smooth. <laughs> round and smooth. I prefer holes that aren't round. I prefer the diagonal holes. rubbish. <laughs> when, when you get the holy one, the hair pokes Actually, you know what I spotted? Some of the linemen wearing these helmets that look like they've got like rhino bits on their head. It's like a yeah, lump. Wait. Hold on. It's like a lumpy helmet. <laughs> Get yourself checked out, lad. Lineman helmet. There's, there's, a, there's a clinic for that. Um, but okay, yeah, I mean, sh- you know, how, how, helmet talk took over our group chat, and you know, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, they've got that old-fashioned, very rounded helmet with like almost a single bar. Whereas, yeah, I, I want a bit of definition. I want a nice visor, maybe a bit of blacked-out look on it. it. It just. What I love is the fact that we've immediately started talking about your game, and within five minutes, we start talking about helmets. There it is. Vice, what's your favourite helmet? Gonna look like. George, what's your favourite helmet? 
Um, everyone wears no. is it the Riddell speed flex. Yes. Yeah, no. To be fair, I, I when we were talking about the um, about it on Sunday, <clears throat> thing I was looking at, I think DK Metcalf has one. I think Zeke has one, and where it's like they have the visor, but like the visor is like blacked out. So I'm sort of like, surely that's quite difficult to see. I mean, obviously, I don't know because I don't. No, I'm, I'm imagine it, it's, it's going to be. It's going to be like having a tinted window on a car, isn't it? So it's done yeah. from the So you, you've kind of got almost some protection, which I suppose in, in some games, in some some cities, that's quite a good thing, really. I lit this one up, actually, like two seasons ago about the tinted visor. And a player can only have a tinted visor, like a black tinted visor, if he's has something to, like his eye difficulties. Basically, if he's got eye difficulties, I think they can get it if they're like short-sighted by the sounds of it. Um, okay. But it's like, yeah, you're not actually allowed to have a tinted visor unless it is required for your eyes. So all the places you see with tinted visors, there's a good chance they have to wear glasses. Um, so it's like the Edgar Davids, but cooler. Yeah, pretty much. Because I, I was thinking, why doesn't all the players wear it? But they can't. They're, they're only allowed to have tinted visors for eyes. Otherwise, it has to be a clear visor. Um, so all the players with these black visors, yeah, they've had to have it like passed off. Um, and in answer to, I found the helmet that has the big lumpy bit on the front. And that is the Vices Zero Two Trench. Search that thing up. It's quite a beast. Nice. And I'm, I'm going to look at that. But yeah. Sorry, that that was very off topic from how the Titans beat the Raiders. But yeah, it was it was it was a good first two quarters. Um, and then I got distracted by helmets, and we still beat them even the though first we didn't time. Really <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I think the, what I quite liked about that game actually was at the beginning was. Derek Henry actually looked like decent. Like he was, um, like it was like Derek Henry of old, which was good to see. He just got given the ball and he just powered through. Um, yeah, it, it was, was short. so. Obviously, I watched the whole game rather than seeing the highlights, and it, it was it was a very hybrid performance from him. So, as much as it was the, um, you know, he had, he had a lot of rushing attempts. I think it was like twenty carries he took. Actually, had four, uh, five receptions as well for just under sixty yards. So he's he's added that to his game, which I think gives us another outlet and makes defenses think again rather than ah, oh, he's just blitzing. He's just gonna run. Yeah, I think um, if he can increase his arsenal and be able to be that that sort of receiver as well, I think he'll be. Oh, it's not that he's not that he isn't unbelievable, but he's unbelievable already. I think that will really add to his game. Um, yeah, it was interesting to see. He had a, was he injured last year, or was he just not very good? No, yeah. So he he started he started the season, he started the year. Um, he played eight games and broke his foot and was out for the rest of the season. I mean, uh, he was on he was on fire at the beginning of last year. So I think yeah, he played the first eight games, went off after two snaps in the ninth, and then it took Jonathan Taylor four and a half games to catch up to where he was with his, his rushing yards. Um, beyond that injury, so he, he was on for you know, statistically speaking, he was on for about another two thousand yarder. So, but it's a lot of games to miss, mm. and people don't always come back from an injury in the same, you know, in in the same way. But I just know. think he's got he's got teams are sort of trying to like figuring him out ever so slightly. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Obviously, the guy's still silly good at at football. Obviously, still a mad powerful runner. But I don't know, like, just, I mean, I don't watch, sorry, Reese, I don't watch a lot of Titans, only one on Red Zone. Um, but like, when I, the highlights that I've seen, I've just kind of learnt to, to, 
to tackle Derek Henry, the probably the best thing to do is just go low instead of going high because obviously you're not really going to outpower Derek Henry. Um, and I know, like just what I've seen, maybe he just needs that that break where he gets through and does a long run, like a proper long run, like we've seen him do before. But like I don't know, I just think, like t- it looks to me that teams have ever slightly start to figure him out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, don't be wrong. So like I'm having the game pass, I'm seeing and watching every well near on every game. Um, but it's very much, uh, they always, you know, they show the statistic kind of pre-snap or whatever's going off. And when, when he's in, in the game they you know, they're always fixing up how it's defensively a team will stack the box if they see that he's, he's there, um, which opens up, you know, wide receiver routes to, to, to make a run because you're missing people in the backfield. But I think that's why him becoming more, you know, or having more receiving yards and, and, and touches that way with a few screen passes. And it's what happened in the first kind of quarter and a half against the Raiders is that he kept playing the screen. And so it was, just over, it was an over the top. And then he was getting an extra 12, 15 yards you know, after the after the catch. So, yeah, he's. I think everyone knows if, if you go up against anyone of any kind of format, you know, if if you're going up against a Pat Mahomes, you you don't really blitz because he's so good against it. If you go against Derek Henry, you pack, you stack the box and him low. So it's kind of one of them where it's there, but he seems to be developing a, a new game plan, and hopefully that works out. Yeah, I think you're right. Like with, with Derek, like he had that season, didn't he, where he just was no one could stop him, and I think Tampa's right. You know, teams have worked him out, and they know, like, say so you, you stack you stack out the stack out the line and make sure you don't let him through so he has to he has to adapt and become more versatile to be that play and I think it's very similar with Lamar when Lamar came out and he was running everywhere and teams didn't know what to do because they weren't expecting it but then the season later it was like right we know what to do like we just they cancelled him out and now it's like now we had that conversation about Lamar need, you know having an arm he has to have an arm he doesn't have an arm he's it's not going to happen like teams have worked that out that was like a almost like a glitch season a bit like with Henry like running through it's just teams hadn't done it so yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be I mean, fine. One one positive on, on I suppose for the Raiders coming out of that game, other than the, the standard Devontae Adams was um again as a running back talk, um Josh Jacobs who seemed to have a bit of a slow start to the year and a, a poor end to last year actually seemed to be he he looked good. He looks like someone who was, was coming back and, and playing well. So, you know, I don't want to see teams fail and, and it's nice to see the Raiders not doing very well and statistically be the worst team yeah. in the NFL, but um yeah, to see Josh Jacobs, you know, he had a few carries, he had 60, 70 yards. So it was it was good to see and, you know, a good way against. Well, I thought our game was all right. I think the Ravens with the Patriots was uh, not horrendous. I don't know, the Ravens did do their normal thing and get into the fourth quarter and all of a sudden I started panicking and my arsehole was going again. They have, oh. like, they, they have, they have a, a good... A good habit of doing that, I think, in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, like, sort of losing it and like, oh no, don't do this, don't do this. At the beginning, though, when we played, I thought the Pats were, were decent. I thought they were, they were gonna. I just did think they were gonna win at one point. Um, but they're not the Pats of old. There's no, they're not that great. I don't think at the moment they don't look anything like they have in the last few years. And I think the best thing that I've seen out of the Ravens so far is that like. Our defense and like the the backs, like the the cornerbacks, are just they're wicked. Like Marlon Humphrey, Carl Howard to the rookie, 
like he like single-handedly saved that game really because uh, right at the end he caught and it, he did he had an interception in the fourth quarter which basically meant well that was it they weren't gonna like they were they were on they were marching to the, to the end zone and it that didn't, didn't necessarily mean they were gonna win but it meant it could have made it an even game or a tie game um so yeah i think the, the ravens defense which is what our team is built upon is like finally sort of they're bossing it again and yeah it was great to see um and i've still got strong confidence in the, in the side i don't think we're perfect in areas but yeah and the other things well we just need to pay them all the money man like just pay pay the guy just like you know four, four touchdowns is it yeah it's like just pay the guy like he's like he's just so good he's like, an mvp stat uh type season though isn't he to be fair to him yeah it looks like he's trucking for another MVP season if he continues the way he is and the only thought that you know I think a lot of Ravens fans are thinking is is it that they can't afford him do they not have the money to pay like that's a scary thought because imagine if they can't afford to pay him and then there's teams out there that can afford to pay him where does that leave you next season exactly well they'll just franchise tag him for a season so he has to stay. He's still going to get paid, but not get his contract. So, who knows? You know, it's a it's a scary thought. You just want to you just want to get it the, the dotted line signed, and then you know you've got your guy, your franchise guy. Like a relief, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't want it. I don't like this unknown because everyone had the conversation before. Like, what could what could happen if if we lose him? He's... Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like you know we. I without us sound like a swinging opinion podcast like we spoke about him last week or probably the week before and he's you know is, is is he worth what he's asking for quite honestly I don't think he is worth what he's asking for in what would be a Super Bowl winning quarterbacks pay but it comes down to is there anyone better available both in terms of his skill set and also how the team's built and is built around that that one man yeah and, I was reading and, I was re- I was reading it though, and apparently he's one of his main driving factors is how much Sure Watson's been paid, and he's not even playing. That was just a stupid contract that we spoke about so many times. Yeah, but do you think but, yeah. he, had a, he had a good another good day? What did he have? Eighteen and twenty nine, two hundred eighteen, four touchdowns. Like he, he had a good, and he's had like like we say he had, he's had a good year. And I love I've all like back in this this season's of pod, like podcast. Like I have been one to sort of like question Lamar. And obviously there is still those questions there. I feel like over the... I know, again, it's only, what, third game. But the more you sort of watch Lamar, the more you do see, like, he is quite head and shoulders clearly the best player on that on that team. And, like, without him... You don't know, we've got some absolute weapons in the team, don't get me wrong, but I feel like he is, he is the glue that sort of... Sounds silly, like kind of keeps it together, kind of thing. I know he's not one hundred percent signed yet, but like, yeah, I know that there's still a few things like defense not need to properly turn, like turn up and stop giving out so many TDs and stuff. And obviously, inside of the ball, like it's getting there. If like obviously you've got what? Who is it? What's the guy? Is it J.K. Dobbins? Like he seems to yeah. be going. He seems to be turning up. If he can find his feet properly, so you've got some weapons. And I just feel like Lamar Jackson. It's just yeah, he's having one of yeah. those years. He's having one of those years where you're like, 
if it continues to go and it's not even just him, I feel like, like I said, if the defense and like the other side of the offense, like receivers and things can probably start cooking, like you will have, you'll be there or thereabouts again. Yeah, I think you're spot on. And like with J.K. Dobbins, like he's been injured for like well over a year. I think it's been like the two years or something ridiculous. So, and if he can find his feet and start turning up, I think that'd be brilliant because that was a part of the Ravens game was that rushing game that give it to the give it to the backer and let him just run through and it just uh, just haven't you had that um, so yeah we've said, but we have got some weapons like Devon Devon Duvernay is looking wicked and Mark Andrews is still I'd say the best tight end out there at the I was moment say definitely top three right gotta be yeah gotta be like look, like he's always free and so he's almost like Lamar's backup it's like right I, I, my, my aim is I'm gonna go for you or you but if I can't see you I know who will be free. Might only give us six yards, five yards, four yards, maybe even ten yards. But he'll be free. Mark Andrews will be free. And he like he, he caught he caught a catch at the weekend one handed. He leapt up one handed. This is a bloke that is like massive, like you know, two hundred and fifty odd pounds, like, like more than that, like two hundred and eighty pounds probably. The bloke's huge. And he's jumping up with one arm. It's just it's insane. So yeah, I am quite as I would say quietly confident, definitely not quietly confident. Um Confident we will be all right, um, whether or not, whether or not it's Super Bowl season. I'm not getting ahead of myself, um, but we'll definitely be in the playoffs. Um, but the other thing, though, your 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 men are they finally damn boys? The Cooper Rush, <laughs> Cooper Rush show continues, mate. Um, it was the it was the Giants, but yeah, no, no, <laughs> that made it even more important. Me, me and George were together on. Was it Sunday? Was it before before the game? I was like, the conversation was: you have to win, cannot allow the Giants to be three and zero. Well, that's the thing. Like, I didn't stay up and watch it. I tried, but I was just too tired. So I watched the highlights at work earlier, and I was sort of like, did we did look good? Like watching it as a whole and trying to not put my bias head on. Like, I feel like we just looked. You look at the two teams, we just looked the more superior like, across the board. I know, obviously, we've got probably roster-wise, we've got a better overall team, like in defense, offense and defense and stuff, and I know that. I don't know, like, we kind of turned up and you know, we didn't, they didn't necessarily look like a team that was 2-0. Do you know what I mean? And, like, I know one of those things, like, like they probably didn't really believe themselves that they were going to be 2-0 at the beginning yeah, of the season. This, this is a Giants team that who... who... Probably that's probably it, really. You think? Um, another, obviously, Shepard, unfortunately, has done his ACL and is out for the year, which is a massive blow for them. But, yeah, going back to what I was saying, what do you think? Okay, we we haven't really necessarily got any major, major injuries, like a long list of injuries. Like obviously, we've got Dak and obviously Michael Gallup and things. But other than that, we haven't really got that many noticeable injuries and stuff. And so in that regard, but still, and obviously they haven't, they've got like a couple of weapons really, like that's it. And then I don't know, like they just, it, I was just kind of shocked to see that you're at home on a Monday night football, the first division game of the year. Like you'd think you'd be right up for it against the Dallas Cowboys teams that haven't had the best of starts of the season. Like, okay, we, we were better last week and obviously we ended up winning yesterday. But I don't know, I just was a little bit shocked at like how they they didn't necessarily seem that up for it. The crowd was sick. I thought the crowd was more up for it than the team were. Um, but yeah, again, going back to it, obviously I'm buzzing and, and, and we look good. We did look good. The defensive side of the ball, I feel like this year has 
has carried us, I won't lie. Um, it was nice to see Demarcus Lawrence actually turn up and be the guy that he was a few years ago. You know, just silly, silly good at when he gets through and he, he is scary. He's a scary man. Um, but yeah, all in all, I, uh, I can't complain. What are we now? Two and one. So, two and one. Two and one. And, no, I think yeah. I just like to say that CD Lamb ruined my fantasy football first week. <laughs> uh, Why? Because of that man, I, I was so far ahead, uh, and then I had no one left for uh, Monday Night Football, and his touchdown was what made me lose by a point. I received a trade offer for Higgins. Right, he wants Higgins for me, the wide out from Cincinnati. And guess who wants to give me? And I laughed when I saw this. Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you, my friend, can go do one. No, sir. You're not uh, having Higgins. Like, I don't was need it, Derek Carr. Was it nice to see, George? See, we spoke before about, um, about Zeke's usage. And it seemed that it... it from, from go on, Zeke. It, it seemed that the highlights and everything. It was um, kind of seemed to be shared between him and Tony Pollard. Well, this is the thing that we were sort of um and ah about at the beginning of the season. Obviously, Cowboys fans in general, like, we all love Zeke. Like, I love Zeke. I do. I do really like Zeke, and I want him to do well. But, I don't know, it's it's one of those things, like, he, he just doesn't look like the Zeke of old. But, I feel like this year especially, like you said, it looks like it's going to be, they're going to kind of be sharing sharing the field with the backfield with Tony Pollard, which... Again, I agree with, and, and, and to be fair, a couple of plays last night, we were trying to do a few trick plays, and we had both on the field, and obviously we do like a sweep and things, and so in that regard, I feel like, why not change up? When you've got Tony Pollard, who, not necessarily the tough runner, is not going to get you the tough yards like Zeke will, but on the eye, and just for pure pace, is silly quick, and he edges it in that regard against Zeke, but then when you've got someone like Zeke, that's just, like I said, just a tough runner, it's just going to go bounce off him and things and I don't see why not we wouldn't try and you know get some trick plays in there throw them both in obviously it seemed to work yesterday when when, when we did that obviously and that's it kind of then in turn sort of messes up the defensive side the defense team because they're sort of like well we don't know whether we're going to have Zeke run at us or Pollard because we're both on the field so in that regard they're not sure how to how to sort of line up to set up um I feel Link's instead of choosing with... one Obviously, it's not going to happen all the time. I know that, but like, instead of choosing one, when you can, why not utilize both? You know. I was about to say, if you if you had to choose one, though, at the minute I'd say Pollard. If I had to pick, if you if if I had a gun to my head, I'd pick. I'd have to pick Tony Pollard just because I think over the last year, especially in the beginning of this year, I don't know. Like he just he just seems to play with no fear and actually. No, I guess I just enjoy watching him more. But then it's 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 a tough one because every time Zeke gets a TD or gets a tough yards, I get buzzing. I'm so gassed for Zeke because he's such a, I say a tough runner, and he just fucking, yeah, he just gets right stuck in, and I love to see it. When obviously he got his tough TD yesterday, and I was sort of like I was so buzzing for him. Um, but yeah, it's tough. And I watched uh, Hard Knocks with the Cowboys. Zeke looked like a right character. Like he looked brilliant. Yeah, right. yeah man. He, he, that changed the, my opinion of him. Like I actually, like, I like fell in love with him that because I just thought he was just such a down to earth joke. Like he's just always a joker. Just wants to like yeah, yeah. joke around. So yeah. You don't really get that impression when like from the outside, unless you sort of like see him on socials or example, Hard Knocks, you're a bit like, oh, you're a bit of a prick. But um, oh, yeah, he's, he's sick. And if we could just continue to do what he's doing. I'm, I think, 
me especially, I think obviously some of the Cowboys fans can be a bit deluded in that regard. But like, necessarily, I'm not expecting him to light the world up like he did in his his first his rookie year and his, in the second year. Like he was silly good that, and obviously we'd love him to. But I feel like even he's kind of accepted the fact that he's not know how or why, but he's not that player anymore. Obviously, certain things have just affected him. So if he can continue to, you know, get close to 100 yards, over 100 yards, keep chipping him the TDs and the tough yards, like. I don't, he's he's going to be an important part of our of our team going forward. So you know, it looks it looks like a positive for for you in general, which obviously you know we we, we discussed it straight away, which was losing Dak was huge, but Zeke looked like he's starting to be a little bit like old, but then having a a, a double ended you know double edged sword um, with with Pollard and Zeke on the field together, it also gives a bit of a reprieve to to Cooper Rush, where there's not as much pressure on him. Coming into a team that you know isn't necessarily his own, um, so yeah, it, it can only be positive, and and I suppose that's that's actually shown in in the last two weeks. You know, picking up the two wins and and surprising everyone is that okay, yeah, you're having to get a little bit backwards really in the way you're playing, and, and you say doing a few more trick plays, but if it's working and it's putting teams off defensively, it can only be positive. I think the position that the running back position, you could be. I, there isn't that many. I mean, um, you could probably name some, maybe, but I don't think I can name that many running backs that are like have been there for years and they've been their main like their main running back for a long time because they always get injured. Yeah, man. Because of, because of the position they're in, they're constantly being hit constantly, right? So, like, I feel like that that position can be for some players. It could be like a two season career, and then. And then another, they're gonna. What they're gonna think is, well, do we keep going with this? Like, you, let's say you had like, I mean, Saquon Barkley is the prime example of this, right? Absolute machine. What a like player he is. Came out as a rookie, smashed it. I don't know how many like he did one, two, three years, whatever it might have been, with the Giants and was amazing. Then got injured badly. Yeah. And then he comes back and he's he's good, but then he got injured again. For the second time, and then it's saying, as a franchise, what do you what do you do? Do you do you stick with this guy? And I think this could be the same, maybe with Zeke, not not so much. But do you stick with this guy, or do you think, well, we could just go and get a young guy that hasn't been beaten up, fresh running back from college, we start again, like we get another one. So I think that 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 whole position, like, you, you just it's it's a tricky one. There's always there's always the next guy up, isn't there? So the moment the moment you're, if you're the if you're the the first uh, in the um, in the, the roster for, for running back, if you get injured, that could be game over because like, the next guy comes up, he could smash it. Like, you're, like you just said, put a gun to my head, who do I pick? You pick Pollard. So it's like, what do you, what do, you do? It's hard, isn't it? It's a, it's a tricky one. Oh, I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, and especially like in regards, obviously some, some franchises do it and obviously we did it with Zeke. Like when you pay them, you like you pay them big. So therefore you kind of, that kind of eliminates to. the whole do we stick or twist because like oh we have to stick because we paid him big bucks do you know what i mean and like yeah i completely get what you're saying and and it's one of those things with with that like, like i said we kind of have to stick but yeah and, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see like how far and how much longer we go with zeke and pollard if pollard's continuing to do what he's doing he's gonna obviously want to get paid 
and obviously with Zeke, like I feel like it's his last, either his last year or his last, his last couple of years. And it's just been like, when that happens, what do we then do? Do we then move him on? Like you say, because he's had his good, like I say his good years. He's not old, but like, like what you were saying, like his, his strong years. Um, or do we keep him here? So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what we do. Um, obviously when the time comes, but yeah. So like, like again, like you said, if we put a gun to my head, I would, I would pick Tony Pollard. Anyway, yeah. on the project note, we fucking won the game, and we're two nah. on one. And we bring it on. We're, we're heading into Washington next week, full of confidence. Potentially uh, back, back, but I wouldn't risk it. I'd keep keep the uh, Cooper Rush show going. Um, you'll beat Washington, man. Michael Gallup's not a million miles away. City Lamb looks good again. You know, Noah Brown's having a game. It's season of his life. Um, defense is looking decent. Still there, man. It's just obviously if that can eventually come back fully fit and be like the DAC of last season. Obviously, the players got like I was mentioned there continue and start to become even better and defense stay as good as they are. You know, it's obviously it'll be tough for the Eagles because the Eagles are just silly good at the minute. But you know what? Bring them on, man. We got Washington. If we get through Washington and the Rams, which again will be a tough game, and we're not we lose one and win one which potentially is a good sort of potential of happening. And then we go into the Eagles game in three weeks. Not too unscathed, mate. Bring it on, man. Yeah. I say. 100%. I love that. I love that. And I, I think you're right. And yeah, it, let's see. Let's, let's see what happens. Let's watch your space for the Cowboys. Yeah, man. Do, you know, <laughs> do you know who I think is not having conversations this positive this week? Who's that? Uh, the Buffalo Bills. Oh, Oh man! Now this brings me to my point. Can Microsoft produce a tablet that will survive anything? Because oh my word, their coach, that Cole's name was the coaching staff afterwards. He was not a happy man. He he'd, he'd obviously seen a lot. Hot mate. <laughs> he was obviously like, "Well, Tom Brady can do it, so I'm going to do it." Smash the fuck out of this site, this tablet. What a man! It was everyone. It was the papers went. It was the desk. He was hammering. He was punching <laughs> the window. Like, I mean, laugh. It's like is, you saw the other coach down the other end was literally just side eyeing the hell out of him. Like, is this guy all right? Like, I don't want to get involved. <laughs> it's just sort of like, <laughs> was that the guy with the beard? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah like he, he looked fucking sick, and then he was just like looking over, like, what's this geezer doing? Who covered the camera? Someone covered the camera, didn't they? It was him with a paper on it. It was well, him. He hit it, he hit it with, with with the tablet. I'm pretty sure. Oh, so wait, he destroyed a tablet and a camera. Yeah, he, oh. he, punch, he punched the camera, hit the tablet on the table, threw the papers in the air, and then as he swung again, he hit the, the camera, punched the window. Just, I, I think someone needs an anger management or stress. I, mean, I think he's going to get fined. Let's put it that way. Everyone, you want to see passion, don't you? I know we spoke about passion before, but I suppose, like you say, passion side of things. It was a tough loss, man. It could have swung either way, and it was, that was a tough a weak... loss. It was a wicked game. Weird ending. It was a really weird, weird game, but really weird ending. The, the play calls were. I, I know. I know. We're we're very much the Josh Allen fan club, but I don't know what he was doing last drive. Nah. That in fact, that last call. You know, he tried to tried to pass it off, tried to run. There was like seven seconds to go, and then well, I think it was twelve seconds to go, and he's trying to complete that and then get back to be able to okay. smoke yeah. the ball. Just for, for what ended up being would have been about three yards. I know, I know everything's like inches and gains and that, but play call was horrendous. 
I just thought, I know obviously, like you say, with the conditions, and you're not going to use excuses for them because they're the Buffalo Bills, right? But like, obviously, they're not necessarily used to the conditions. And it, like you say, it was just, what it, I was, I was like, I didn't watch it fully because I was watching it on Red Zone, but like every time it went to the game, it looked like a slugfest. It looked hot. It looked like it was a, it just looked very tough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it almost was what you expected to see with, um, you know, with, with an interdivision game and, and, and it's kind of suppose what you want to see, which is that. But, but looking at us, just looking at the stats, and then after the game on Red Zone, I watched, the, I rewatched the highlights because it seemed to be interesting. The Dolphins just seemed to defend really well. They frustrated the Bills all game, and I think you you, you can see there was, you know, that we've all spoke about particularly last week after the game against us was how well the connection between Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs was. They they, they kept getting... him, I think under seventy five under seventy yards, um and and so you could see there was more receivers being used, but no one got over sixty seventy yards for the Bills, and they just kept breaking up plays all the time, and and they were forcing fourth downs, which after I think the first or second one, the Bills were just having to pump because it was nowhere near what they wanted to be. Whereas you know they've always been in a what we've seen as an attacking team and enjoyable team to watch and. If it go on fourth and one fourth and two fourth and three, it just snuffed it out completely. You know what's mad? I'm just looking at these stats, right? So two or two or three. Admittedly, he went off with, I believe, to be concussion, which is another topic. Why he came back on the field, I don't know. Um, he threw for 186 yards, right? Josh threw for 400. I know, I saw that. Yeah, was it like 50, 60 attempts yet, wasn't it? Uh, 42, yeah, 63 attempts, 42 completed for two touchdowns, whereas Tua was, yeah, 186 yards, 18 mm-hmm. attempts, 13 completions. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like, when, you, when you watch the game, it was uh, the whole, it was just, it seemed about being efficient. Right? Like, that the Dolphins just played solid all round. It was, they were really efficient as, a, as a, you know, an offensive unit. And then when it come to you know to, to to shutting down the bills, they gave them small yards and small yardage gains. And then, all right, there was a few turnovers to, to to take into that as well. But they just seemed to be a really well thought out unit. And 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 that that was all it was the one in the game. I'm beginning to to really like the Dolphins. It's a weird like I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't want my. I love the uniforms, man. That's what it is. Um, no, I'm really like I. Watching them play and like the the new head coach, I just love everything about them, and it's uh, it's exciting, aren't they? Yeah, they're exciting to watch, and I think it's a bit like you boys. Remember years ago when the Ravens had that season out of nowhere with or second season with Lamar after his rookie year, and we were smashing it, and I was and I was there going, "Oh, we're going to win a Super Bowl and all this sort of stuff," and even you guys were like, "Yeah, it's okay. Let's not let's not go back to that." But even you boys like then were like. I actually enjoy watching the Ravens. Like, I want to watch the Ravens because it just looks good. And at the moment, watch the Dolphins. Okay, two is not quite like watching Lamar from then. But, like, the team, they just look good. They just... The the fact that they managed to... I wouldn't say shut out the Bills, because like you say, George, it was a weird game. But um, the fact they managed to outplay them, or basically, basically use tactics to beat them, was... Well, that's just great. looking at the stats here. And they we say they outplayed them. I don't really know what happened. Because you think... If you look at the stats, it's... Bills were ahead on everything. Team stats, and then obviously first down, third down, fourth down efficiencies, they were better. Time of possession, the Bills were on the ball for 40 minutes and 40 seconds, and the 
total on the and the Dolphins are 19 minutes and 20 seconds. I just feel like when you when you see stats like that, you're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't see how how they could lose. Do you know what yeah. I mean? There wasn't that many fumbles. There wasn't any interceptions. And it's just kind of like... Mm. I think it was just a, I don't know, a, a few mistakes, I think, on the Bills' side. But um, what I do want to mention, though, on that game, which I thought was fantastic, do you see the punt at the end of the game where he smacked him in the ass? His ass, yeah, man. Oh, wow. But you're asking to lose the game and that happens and you still <laughs> manage to win the game, right? That was brilliant. Like, the commentator was good. Oh, he just, he just shot it in the air and then they looked at the replay and they're like, Oh no! It hit the bloke in the it hit the bloke in the arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, it's, it, the screenshot of it is fantastic. This like ball hitting him in the ass, and it like his ass is almost like formed around the ball. <laughs> it's such a funny, funny position to be in. But like, yeah, that that whole game was just a weird one. But it was great to watch. It was fantastic to watch, and um, all for the but Dolphins. Dolphins, Dolphins man, three and zero. They're looking good. No, where else is Dorino? Oh, Reese, do you want to say, mate? Yeah, no, I was say, it, it was one of them where it, it was the strangest, strangest game, but it was, um, yeah, see, seeing the Dolphins for night, I think all of us at the beginning of the year wouldn't have put that happening. You know, none, none no of us would say, and even Dolphins fans, I don't think. Um, ride that wave, is what I'm saying, as a Dolphins If you're a Dolphins fan, ride that wave. Just enjoy every minute of it. But yeah, I think I get where you're going at, which is where I was taking it to as well, based on the... Uh, was also three and zero, and saying about being exciting to watch as well, which is fly eagles fly, fly eagles fly. <laughs> I, 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 know it came, I know it came to me, but I do apologise. <laughs> but I think other ass boys, fucking hell. Don't get me wrong, I would not be angered at hey. Out their ass, they look unbelievable. Quite. For me, they're Don't the strongest team good. at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't lie. It, it absolutely pains me to say because out of everyone in the group, they're the ones I hate the most in our division. But <sighs> credit where credit's due, they uh, they do look all right. They're looking... They were against the Washington, a, a very, very shit Washington team. Like, wasn't it... <laughs> they only scored their first points in the fourth quarter. And it's just a bit like... Wasn't it... I want to say I heard Scottson say on Red Zone, first however many possessions was... Pun, oh, yeah. pun, 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 interception, punt, punt, or something like that. And I was just like, fuck yeah, it, it was, hell. It was, it was literally it was three punts. It was punt, punt, punt. Um, then um, uh, field goal, punt, punt, punt. Fucking dreadful. I'm really interested to see. Um, and I get what you're saying there, George, about it. It's only against the commanders. I'm really interested to see what they do against a, you know, what, what you'd be considered a good team. Because everyone they've faced so far isn't not to kind of put down what they've done already because, you know, you can only play what's in front of you. But the Vikings, obviously, we've had the conversation before. The Vikings are really good with their who they've got on the field, but it's just Kirk Cousins, so it's not as difficult as it could be. And then the week before was the Lions, and we know how passionate you are about them. Again, it's, you know, we were saying earlier, Jonesy, that they're, they're a very good team. Imagine what they'd be like if they had a, a decent quarterback. So... Mm. And then they've got the Jaguars upcoming. So, again, it's not really a big challenge. So, it's, it's not until you then get... They've got a run-in of the Cardinals and the Cowboys where it'd be interesting to see how they do um, against what you'd call, you know, upper half teams at the very least. 
Yeah, I still think I still think they'd beat the Cardinals. To be honest with you. Um, oh yeah, I don't know. I still think they will, but it'd be a weird team this year, man. They're a weird team. I don't know, like. I love Kyler Murray. Oh, but... I like Kyler Murray, but I just think he looks so dusty this year. Do you know what I mean? Like he just doesn't look yeah. good. But yeah, no, I think the, the Eagles are amazing, and uh, it probably pains you to hear it, really, uh, George. But yeah, I think I have a. If they continue the way they're playing, I think they'll win the division. Um, yeah, and I feel like, as much again, it pains me to say, but again, I, I kind of already feel like they have. Like, I know that anything can happen in football, and they could, someone will get injured, or they'll just end up lose, going on a losing streak. Like, I doubt it will happen, but it could. But, like, it's one of those things. Normally, there's a team where you're like in most divisions, where you're like, well, they've won the they've won the division. Like, we'll just continue to try and beat the other two, and you know. And I thought like this year that's just the, that's just the Eagles. Like, they come out the gates real strong, three and zero. They are playing some good, really, really decent football. To be fair, for us now, I feel like it's except the fact that we're not going to win the division. Go for second. We beat the Giants, and now we got to play them again. We've got the we've got Washington next week, and it's just about like for us, just. Just trying to cement that second place, I think. Yeah. yeah, I, I just, yeah. Sorry, I, I, I was just, what you saying about them winning the division, I actually think, looking at it, for me, I think they're going to win the NFC. I think that, they'll be the number one seed at the end, of, the end of 18 weeks. Yeah, I think you could be right there. I'll tell you what, I'll be buzzing. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, Reese, all right, mate? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Come on. You know, I'll, be, I'll be buzzing for the Cowboys-Eagles game, mate, honestly. I'd love to see it. Gas. That'll be. It. I, I that? would love. I would just fucking love, if, especially <laughs> if they win their next two games. The next, yeah, their next, yeah, next two games, next game, yeah. whatever it is. Um, that, what would that be? That would be what five and zero. Oh? So they'll be fucking on cloud nine still, and then we roll into town. I think we're away first. I can't really remember top of my head. Yeah, you are. No, it's uh, it's uh, no Eagles. Eagles at Cowboys, is it? Seventeenth of October. Yeah, it's, it's 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 Cowboys at Eagles. Oh, is it? Okay. We roll into town, way. you know. We, we we've come off the back of a good couple of wins or a win, and you know, not a bad performance. We'd fucking beat them! I would lo- love nothing more to see. Kevin, I Gigan. love him, but just to see Jalen Hurts miserable, to see Devontae Smith miserable, to see fucking your boy AJ Brown crying, mate. It would be it would be sweet. It would be so sweet. Can Can you just put out the Kevin Keegan? I'd love it if we beat them. I fucking would love it if we beat them. I would love it. <laughs> I'd love it if it's we. It's a tough ask, you know. It's still Problem. two weeks away. I don't know. We've still got a lot to play, but it's, a tw- it's tw- twenty past one in the morning for us. So I don't, we're not going to watch it live, really, are we? I'm staying. Up. Dedicated like I was. If I got the day off the next day, maybe. I would stay up all night to watch us beat the Eagles. If it's a guaranteed dub, you're staying up, aren't you? It's not like the Eagles. But it's not a guaranteed dub. That's the problem. Jonesy. <laughs> <laughs> the it Super Cooper really Rush, mate. The show goes on, mate. The show goes <laughs> on with Cooper Rush. Not Jalen Hurts. It's the Cooper Rush show. Yeah. Oh, Dax was sat the sideline crying, like dead. With his fucking 40 million guaranteed a year, whatever it is, like, oh God. And this is all like, fuck oh, off. This, this bench is so warm. <laughs> <laughs> Rush is fucking gunslinging to Noah Brown for fun. <laughs> Noah Brown. I had the opportunity to put Noah Brown into my fantasy team, and I didn't. Well, I know I regret it. He was he was on waivers, and I didn't take him. And at the at the time, I was like guaranteed like second waiver as well. So if no one else had picked him, I could have got him. But 
damn it. Um, so, actually, you know, I go. What, what I do want to mention before we move on to the not talk about the games is I kind of mentioned it at the in the intro. It's a bit of a shock horror, but I, I think the Jets are still going to be atrocious for the rest of the season. And I think mm-hmm. they, I don't hate the Jets. I like the Jets, but they are shit. So, the Mill Factor is not there. Uh, that's that's the thing. I I just I don't know. I was watching the game and I thought when they lost. I think myself what we we spoke about the week before. Oh, please for the Jets. Oh, like yeah, it's so good to see them. That Joe Flacco doing bits. And I watched like like watched the girl that watched the game, but I saw it on Red Zone, and I was like, ah, and there we are. Yeah, these are really shit. <laughs> There's the Jets. I literally, I would hate to be a Jets fan, man. It's just like they get one big win, and you're on cloud nine. And next week, it's like, oh, just just a reminder, uh, we are still the Jets. Uh, still no, shit. Real shit. Yeah, but I think that that big win is going to boil them through the season because it's like that's there's it's so unexpected that it's all they you know, and that little little fire is going to burn all year long. I just like I don't know generally, uh, it would be awful to be any fan of a New York team. Giants are not great, and they're better but not great, and the Jets are just bad. But yeah, um, I thought I thought I'd bring that up because you know I kind of mentioned it on the intro and. I don't know you if two, we were going you, you, you two looked a bit shot. <laughs> I don't know if we were going to talk about other games and stuff, but just real quick, if if I can, just don't have to talk about it a lot. But how about those Colts beating the Chiefs, by the way? Oh, yeah, we can't miss that. True. Probably the biggest upset uh, of the weekend, right? Man, I wouldn't have... If I'd put that bet on the race, I would have lost. We think, bearing in mind, right, they um, didn't score the week before. Against the Jags, and then they go and put that kind of game display. Say against the Chiefs, who you know a lot of people been buzzing off again this year. Yeah, yeah it's kind of mad, really. Like if I was a Colts fan going to that game, I would have been like, "Well, let's have lots of beer, lots of food. Watch us get beat and go home." And man, like and Matt Ryan showed up. Matt Ryan, Matt bloody Matt Ryan, Ryan. Just looked very it's... ordinary. 262 yards, one touchdown, one interception, which is really, really shit for him, you think, for his standards. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a weird, weird one. Like, I wouldn't have put, put the Colts doing it, but tell you what, man, like, that's, they needed it, did they? Like, did they? Of course they turn it on the week before we're due to play him as well. I still think you'll beat them. They've got nothing to worry about. That'd be their big It'll get to it'll get to like the last couple of weeks, like week sixteen. They'll be like, oh, do you remember when we beat the Chiefs in week three? And you're like, yeah, all right. Well, you're still fucking one and nine, or one and ten, whatever you are. So shut the fuck up. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Don't worry, Reese. It's our turn this week. Uh, uh, this week to face the Bills. So yeah, it's gonna be great. Oh uh, yeah, Nick, that's gonna be their revenge game after a uh, horrible loss to the Dolphins. Yeah, that's not not what we want. But uh, but yeah, um, moving on from the games then. Um, who are we binning this week? Who, who in your mind is just not good enough at the moment and they need oh. to go in the proverbial bin? I'm so happy with this. Uh, you Kenny go, Riz, I'm still thinking. Kenny Golladay and Josh Allen from last year are back out of the bin. They're now free people. It is not going to be a shock to anyone. Carson Wentz in the bin makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> as I think, as we discussed a little bit earlier, 
didn't score until the fourth and it was just horrendous and yeah as, as we, we we're very you know i'm not going to recap everyone but yeah the uh the appalling drives that they put together led by that man no, we, we didn't we didn't mention it um when we we're talking about it but just yeah just to uh give you some support there Reese. he threw 43 attempts uh against the eagles uh, only completed 25 of them <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I'd love to see it. I, I just, I, yeah, it, it was good. I think we, again, put it in the uh, in the group chat that it was very pleasing to see Carson Wentz lose, Jared Goff lose, and Derek Carr lose. But yeah, for me, get him in the bin. Love to see it. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> get him in the bin. Wait, what about, what about you, George? See, it was a tough one for me because. Do you know what? Mine's going to be not necessarily a controversial one, really. But, and I guess it's not necessarily down to him or them. But I'm going to put, right, the whole medical team of the LA Chargers. Why would you risk playing fucking Justin Herbert? Like, I know the guy, if he probably feels like, you know what? I've got, what is it, like a broken rib cartilage or something like that? Like, or a ruptured one or whatever it is. It's like, yeah, okay, it's probably quite painful but if he feels like he can play then that's another thing but players are always going to do that in any sport they're like if there's for like 80 percent, they're like no I'm, i can play i can play and you're like you, sometimes you have to be you have to save them and be like no don't necessarily think it's that like it's the jags we have a good chance of winning it the jags have been meh this year i don't know like I've, again it's tough to say oh, it was just them like so, the head coach and the the uh, the medical staff, like, just give the geezer a rest. Like, if he's not one hundred percent, you played him, and you ended up losing anyway. So imagine, and obviously, I don't think it's necessarily the case. But imagine if he got worse, and he was like, "Oh no!" Like Justin Herbert's out for five, six weeks. And you're like, "All the fuck for?" I wanted him because you, you thought he could you could beat the Jags. You ended up losing anyway, and he didn't. The highlights that I watched on on Red Zone, it didn't look great. Looked like a he looked injured. He didn't look a hundred percent, which obviously I guess he's not. But yeah, I just thought it was a poor decision. Like I remember saying in the group chat, why would you just why would you risk it? I mean, unless it was against like a like a big team, and you're like, oh, we need all of our all of our superstars. It's a bit like eh, I don't know if they won the game. I, I wouldn't have even said that. I'd have been like, yeah, shut the fuck up, George. They won the game, so it doesn't matter. But they didn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The fact of that they risked injuring him more. So it took one massive hit from like a fucking well heavy defensive line like got fell on or something and he, he did damage to the, the rib cartilage or another one and you're like oh good well he's on the sidelines he's in the mud for another say five six weeks or whatever it would be so yeah i just thought it was shit management yeah no i I, I I agree when you put it on the on the group chat i was like i didn't even think about it and i was like shit yeah why aren't they playing him like they shouldn't be playing him um but yeah for me it's actually a tough one because this game was a dud. Um, but it's either going to be the QB from San Francisco or the QB from Denver. And I'm feeling right now for me, just because I've, I quite like the other one and I feel like he's been given a bit of an opportunity, I'm going to bin Russell Wilson. Uh, it's the time in, in, in the podcast in two weeks. And, uh, the, like, honestly, like, mate, like, he. He's rated, right, as this top, top-level quarterback in the kind of, I wouldn't say upper echelons of, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and that kind of thing, but probably in the league below, right, that kind of been around, um, top quarterback, done well for Seattle. Won a Super Bowl. Won a Super Bowl. 
it's like he's in that category and it's like okay he wanted out of seattle quite obviously he wanted out of seattle so and which is a bit ridiculous really if you ask me but anyway he moves to denver and you think okay we'll just turn it up there if you're good enough you can do it anywhere right but that like tom did he turned up at tampa first year won the super bowl like that like that is like quality because let's be, let's be real about it sorry to interrupt the denver broncos haven't got an awful team you probably no. say it probably it just about well not even just about I think it beats the Seattle team to be completely honest mm-hmm. player for player I think both sides of the ball but continue yeah no I that's just just you know that helps me out like yeah it's their team they have a right team Denver it's not horrendous it's not great it's mediocre but with what you would call a top you know a top level quarterback it's not like they've gone and signed a Carson Wentz a Jared Goff. They're kind of, or, you know, it's not like they've signed something like that. They've signed Russell Wilson, right? They've signed a half-decent quarterback who's been around a while and knows the game. And he's just, he's just not doing it. He's just not doing it for them. And he got Uh, paid before even taking a snap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a max contract. Wasn't it like 100 or 200 something million? Something ridiculous. You're like, bruv. But the geezer hasn't even taken a snap. And then... I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like he will eventually become better. I'm not saying he's going to set the world alight and do a Peyton Manning there, but I think he'll become better once he properly gets to learn his teammates and stuff. But no, I completely agree. Like, you're watching him like, you just look like a shell of yourself. Yeah, I want honestly, I want team three in my corner if I'm ever doing any sort of contracts over my life because they're going to get me paid before I even do any work. Right. Like, it's just, it's just madness. Um, I just yeah. think he's... They had, they had Teddy Bridgewater last year, didn't they? I know he's nothing. Special. I mean, that's an, that's an upgrade, isn't it, really? But... It's an upgrade, but you know, he, he took more. Was, 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 was it eight and six or seven and seven like last year? Like, with, with a team that was no different, he still performed. Yeah, it's uh, no, he's just a bit. Yeah, that that's my. I think that's my opinion. But I think we've all pretty, we've got pretty good. Is that, t- is that twice? Twice now that Russ has been... Oh, been... I, I, yeah, I, I put him in in week one. I, I, I put him in week mm-hmm. one for his horrendous play calling and, and almost leadership. Which, to be fair, I did think about Josh Allen this week for that, for the way that you could say that he didn't give his team the chance to win in the last seconds of that game. So, looking forward to this week's games... What are your predictions for your team? Do you think you're going to win? Do you think you're going to... It's going to be a tough one. What are we saying? you got a commanders, George, haven't you? you got... I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, we've got, um, yeah, we've got Washington. Um, and to be honest, like I'm not... I, I would say it'd be a typical Dallas thing to like go there and, and just turn up and just be, we'll be shit. Cause I, think, I think they beat us twice last year or the year before. year before, I think. So like yeah, I don't know. Um, we kind of owe them one. But yeah, no, I feel like continue to play the way we're playing. Um, it'll, it'll be a dub. And the Cooper Rush show continues like it has been, and like the the points that we talked about earlier with Zeke and and Pollard, and you know we're getting Gallup back soon, and if uh, he can keep doing what he's doing, I feel like we'll have too much. And if like I don't, I've not seen enough from the Washington uh, from from Washington this year. It's not been a game where you're like, oh, you know what? Like, they've got some bits. Like, you know, give it time and it'll be good. Like, they're very much a defensive side of the ball team anyway, I I feel. And I don't know, Chase Young not, play, not being fit. And I don't know. It just, it looks kind of ugly for what 
options in this year. Like, I hope I don't eat my words and it comes to next week. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we lost. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's a cowboy thing to do if that happens. But, yeah, I think confident, putting up with the boys, the boys going there and getting and getting a dub. I'd like to think it will not necessarily be 100% easy because it never is with the cowboys. But I think it, hopefully it'll be comfortable enough to get out, get out of there with the, uh, with, the, with the dub. I just had to say that uh, this week all three of us kick off at six o'clock, which is a nice thing to see. Mm. Um, we've got um, we've got Colts, which uh, do you know what I know? You two said you think we're going to win. I actually think we'll lose. Um, I don't think we'll we'll win. No. Do you know what? I don't know. Don't know. I don't think the Colts are good. Are as good as they have been in previous years. Um, and I don't think that. I don't think we've been as good as we've been in previous years. Um, but I th- at least for me, the way that they finished their game against the Chiefs and, and to see it out or to do what they did, that's going to give them a buoyancy. That's going to give them a, um, at least a, uh, yeah, a fighting chance. It's just the negativity of, of the fact we've had a very poor start to the season and, and even in the win we've had a poor start. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think it'll be tight. Uh, I know what else is not tight. Um, Say a tight. George's bum George's bum Yeah, my get, yeah, Ravens versus Bills. Like, personally, I think it'll be a high scorer, but I think we might lose. Um, I have this horrible, horrible feeling. Um, that, like I say, I think it should be an entertaining one. I could be proven completely wrong and it'd be an absolute dud and we cancel each other out and it's like under 10 on each side. But I think it'll be a high scorer, a bit like it was against the Dolphins. But I have this horrible feeling that they uh, come fourth quarter, they'll do it. Like Ravens could be winning first two. That's what we tend to do. Knock them out the park, think game over get to the next half, and then all of a sudden they start chucking back at us. So, yeah, I, this horrible feeling, obviously I want us to win, don't get me wrong, but I have this feeling that we might. It, it could be a tight one, but we could we could lose on it. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, you've also got, just as a, a I suppose, a surprisingly off note, um, there's a 2.30 kickoff, isn't there? Because it is the first game in London. Oh, yeah, how do we forget? We're so engrossed yeah. in... The American ways that we've forgotten that it's even turning up to our coast. Yeah, you've got the, the Saints and the Vikings. Oh, Bengals, Dolphins. Oh, yeah, Bengals, Dolphins is the, uh, is the Thursday night football. That's um, a yeah, Saints, Vikings, is it Tottenham, is it this week? Spurs, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, well, we wish I could have gone this year, but let's see. Bengals Dolphins on that, George. I, I think the Dolphins have got to smash that. Bengals haven't looked strong at all. Yeah. I have to agree. I don't know what anyone else thinks, but. Dolphins have to win that. 100% have to win that. Bengals, I love Joey B, and he's still good. But uh, yeah, right. I don't think. I, honestly, one thing I will say about the Bengals is I just don't feel like he's protected enough. Like, I mean, he already got injured badly in his like first season, but he's just not protected. Like, if he was protected, better. They'll be fine. I mean, I'm saying this. They got to Super Bowl last year, so what do I know? But like, you know, I feel I like this year if they protect him more, he would be better. He just doesn't seem to have time. He doesn't have any mm. time on that ball. 
Just yeah. another one as well. The Bucks Chiefs. That'd be a quite a good game on Monday. Bucks Ooh. Chiefs. Yeah, yeah that would be funny. interesting. Good game that one. Yeah. Bucks Packers, weren't we? And that turned out to be very, very boring. Yeah, it did. That was not a, that was not a fun game. Uh, Bucks Chiefs. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the Raiders Broncos. Oh, wow. What an exhilarating game that would be. Actually, I think the Raiders will win that. Yeah, I imagine they, I like they probably will as well. Yeah. Yeah. They should win that. I don't think they will. Um, you know what I quite, I'm interested to see? Eagles Jags. I was just about to say that. My boy Trevor Lawrence, mate. Tell you what, see looking at that hair. The Goldilocks hair, mate. He looks high. I feel like he's finally got a coach that knows what he's doing. Um, coach that's won a Super Bowl and used to play quarterback. So, yeah, I feel like he's he's in a better place now, you know, rather than turning up to a franchise thinking, probably walked, what he, he probably walked, used to walk up to the door and think, oh, what am I doing here? Like, second. Yeah. Why well, yeah. well, I ended up at this? But now they look, the Jags look like they're finally having him, uh, I mean, I forgot his name, the ex Eagles head coach there. Like, it just will help them massively. So they've got yeah. some bits, man. And, and I think what's big for them this year as well, they've got their St. Etienne, the running back, because he did his ACL, I think, uh, either pre season or like the first, I think it may have been pre season last year. And obviously, he, him and uh, Trevor Lawrence played with each other at Clemson, and I feel like, again, like we said with Zeke and stuff, they're kind of running like he's not just being a running back. No, sorry, Derek Henry, like he's he's receiving the ball a lot sometimes as well. Um, and I thought that's just obviously helped him a lot, like having a guy that he knows and trusts, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he seems like some player as well, to be fair. Yeah, he's, he looks like a really strong running back. He, he looks again. I think he's at, he's that dual threat, isn't he? Which Positions become more and more, and as you say, if you've got someone that, as a QB who, either a rookie or you know coming to your second or third year, having someone you trust that you know you can rely on, a bit like you were saying with even with with the Mar with Mark Andrews Jones, if you've got someone there you can utilize it, it gives you a bit more of a steady a steady play. But we've got some questions. Should we should we fire to them? Yeah, hit the questions. Last question. I'm going to ignore a couple of questions because they're from an old friend of the podcast. I was actually, I was actually thinking when I was thinking about the questions, I was thinking sort of, we're yet to have a question from Jamie Sunderland. But we had one, we had one last week, and I, I ignored that. I mean, I, I can ask you it, Chris. It's, it's actually aimed personally to you. Oh no! <laughs> uh, is it is it is it safe? <laughs> It's it's a, very, it's a very open question, yeah. <laughs> let's just do the let's just do the the normal ones first, and then I decide if I want to hear this question. <laughs> right, Jack, Jack Quinn's come with, and I think it's a very good question because it is very very open. Um, is after three weeks in, what is our predicted finish for the NFC South? It seems to be a very open uh, division at the moment. Oh, NFC South. Man, that's um, that's going to be a tough one, actually, because... You've got the Bucks, the Panthers, the Saints and the Falcons. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy to start here, but I feel like... I feel like the Bucks, they should win. And they've not been great, and Tom's looking a bit frustrated. I know he's having personal stuff going on at home, so I don't know if that's affecting his game. But, um, yeah, I feel like the Bucks should win that. 
still. But then after that, that's when it becomes, in my mind, tricky. That's when it becomes like... They're all one and two, right? Yeah, like... It's, it's, uh, it's, it's mad. It's because... a shit division, isn't it, really? When you think of it and think how well all teams, probably apart from the Bucks, have played this year. Basically, you've got, you, you got Tom Brady leading the Buccaneers, you know, a, a good side with a, a top quarterback. And then you've got, don't get me wrong, I like most of these quarterbacks or, uh, for, for one reason or another. But then you've got Baker Mayfield, James Winston and Marcus Mariota. It's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to, you know, for me, I think I, I completely agree with you saying in the fact that Bucks should win. Yeah, Tom Brady's um, kind of marital issues are very much publicised, aren't they? And everything going on with that. Um, I'll I just think... finish off. I'll finish off and say, like, sorry. I'll, I'll just say, I'll just go Bucks. I'm going to go with my heart here. Bucks, Panthers. Saints, Falcons is what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I think Bucks, Bucks will, Bucks will be fine. Um, when you look at it, and sort of like realistically, I know we, you say like Baker Mayfield, he's fucking shit. Yeah, James Winston, he had another crap game. I feel like out of the three at the minute, I, I gen- genuinely feel like Marcus Mariota is probably the one that I'd actually pick. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't think they're going to... I can't see them coming anywhere, but... but so I think it'll be Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. I'm, 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 I'm the one man standing there. I, I completely agree with Bucks, but I think I think the Falcons will be second. I actually think they... Defensively, they don't look great. Yeah. Offensively, they've got a bit about them, and I really, really like Kyle Pitts. They got our boy Carl Pitts. I love Carl Pitts. So as I, I, I think before before you come on, George, I was talking to Chris, um, and was saying about that 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 draft class. You know that the huge talk was about the amount of different quarterbacks that were there and who could be picked where. Arguably, other than Mac Jones, last year and and the first couple of weeks, um, and potentially Trevor Lawrence, but not so much because of last year. All of the highlights from that draft class have not been quarterbacks. So you've got Kyle Pitts, you've got Jamar Chase. Um, is it Bahami Russell, Sam Pino, I saw, you know, people like that that have, they've all actually been solid. But yeah, I, I, I think Kyle Pitts is outstanding. So I'm going to go Falcons, Panthers, and then Saints at the bottom. Saints at the bottom. See, for me, like, I, I think now you're talking about it, I'm thinking, oh, should I change it? I'm going to stick with it. I mean, for me, the Falcons are great, but I don't think they've got some good players, but I don't think they're enough to, to go through. However, if they go through, they're going to become the Chicago Bears of a few years ago, where they are going to go through on a negative win loss ratio. <laughs> um, or they're going to end up playing someone massive, thinking, How the fuck did we get here? Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> I mean, this, this this whole discussion actually leads us on quite well to uh, a question we've got, which is from uh, Joseph Ware, um, who has said, "Do we or do you think the Falcons will ever break the twenty eight and three curse and stop blowing up in the fourth quarter?" Uh, I think they can. I think they need to make some changes in the staffing. So they've got Arthur Smith as head coach now, who. Get his time 
with us. As I know, City was very, very good. He's built a little bit of a, a a team around him that he knows. Again, taking three or four players from us and, and from other places that he that he's been at. But it just seems defensively is they they just seem to stall and put so much pressure on the likes of Mariota and Kyle Pitts that they can't really win from that point. And I mean, if they can strengthen both defensively on the field and off the field, I think they could become a an okay team, like someone who could, you know, have that positive win loss and, and maybe be somewhere close to playoff bound year on year, but it needs to be a big defensive improvement, I think. It's kinda of weird because when I you know, I, I kind of forget about it, but that and I don't often think of think of it in that way, but that's like so right. Like since the Super Bowl, what have they done? Like what have they been? Like you would have thought a team that were in the Super Bowl final that they would they'd be there again and they're they're not and uh i think by, by actually dominating how much they did in that first first phase of the game yeah like i don't know it definitely it definitely haunts them but i don't think what you also got to remember is that was a while ago now and a lot of the players that were there for that to have happened are no longer there um there's a lot of younger faces in there now so i don't think that's something they really think about um I don't think I don't think they're going to achieve much this this year or potentially for next year, but give it give it four years maybe. They've got the foundation is definitely right. Yeah, they, 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 have. They, they have drafted quite well in recent years. Obviously, one main guy being Carl Pitts, and I feel like he's he's the next Mark Andrews, Trevor Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. Sorry, do you know what I mean? Like the next big tight end, like name George Kittle, whoever you want to be. I feel like you think of others that are out there, you think he's probably the next, for how young he is, going to be that guy. Yeah. Then I, think he'll be, I think he'll smash it. And and, and I think the organisation isn't isn't bad. There's, I don't think they're a bad organisation. They're a good organisation. They just, they just need to get a few more guys in. A few more, a few more, a few more big guys and they'll be all right. But yeah, Carl Pitts, like you're saying, George, you're right. He's, he's there to be He'll, he'll, he'll be around. Man. We've got one more question, but I'm going to ask, I'm going to give you Jamie's question beforehand because it's very um, non-football related. And then we'll, we'll finish with an actual football question that Old Man's put in. And uh, he's actually quite, I'm going to reword it from how he's put it, but he's actually quite a good question to finish on. Jamie's question to Chris is, <laughs> does Chris get off to nugget porn? <laughs> Simple yes, no is needed, that's all. Um, no. Cool, okay, we'll, we'll quite, move quite, on. Quite simply, we'll move on from that. We'll move on. Um, so my, my unless it's McNuggets, but... <laughs> Spicy ones are back. Yeah, I. <laughs> oh, I'm unbelievable, I need to get it myself to McDonald's. <laughs> maybe I do, maybe the answer's yes. We can't shout out McDonald's, we need to be sponsored. Um, so, my dad's gone with a question that if I'm going to reword it is... After week three, who is he's been the most standout player so far and why? I suppose that could be one of two things. Who would you say is MVP candidate, which we brief, I suppose we briefly mentioned with Lamar earlier, but we also know that MVP kind of is just a QB only award, unfortunately. So who do you think maybe outside of that bracket as well has been on fire so far in the first three weeks? That's a sad thing because... Obviously, we're going to give answers here, maybe outside of QB. But that's a sad thing when you think about it. That 
the MVP is always a quarterback, and it's like, when will we see a wide receiver get that? Get that? I mean, or any any position. But let's be fair, the next position off that's going to be a wide receiver. When are we going to see that happen? Like, it needs to happen. Um, yeah, it, it should but, be. Cause you, you think of the, some of the, the the game beaters we've seen and 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 the performances you see. It, it doesn't necessarily come from, definitely not just from a quarterback and. Not even the offensive side of the ball. Sometimes you know you you get game winners on consistently on a, on a defensive side, and if a wide receiver's not got a shout, then a linebacker's definitely not got a hope in hell. Absolutely not. Um, I mean, so in the inside the QB position, um, this is biased aside. I would say Lamar, um, and yeah, again, sound like the Bills fan club here, but potentially Josh Allen. But um, outside of that. One player that I think is, whether I get MVP, but one player that I think is making his franchise look better than they are is Devontae Adams with the Raiders. I think, like, again, I'm not trying to hate on the Raiders. You know my position on the Raiders. But without him, would they look, would they be the same right now? And he is unbelievable. Like, like he's just always open. He's always there, like... It's just madness. And I would like to mention other players like Justin Jefferson, but we've always spoken about him before. But so like, yeah, Devontae Adams. And I mean, another potential is, um, you know, in, is, is someone like maybe even the Bengals. Who's the Bengals? I can't remember his name. Bengals receiver from LSU. Jamar um, Chase. Yeah, Jamar Chase. Um, unreal. Unbelievable. And his his chemistry with with uh, Joey is so good. Yeah, I can back that. I mean, I, th- I think going away from the from the typicals and, and without sounding kind of as it is, um, I think Jalen Hurts has got to be up there for what he's done with the Eagles. I know it sounds like we're, we're banging on for about them, and, but I suppose they're the standout team at the moment. Um, and I think part of what he's done has come down to Franchise-wise, it's come down to them taking on AJ Brown. You know, he's given them such more of a of a of, of a route runner that they that he's got open men everywhere. Um, outside of that, and defensively speaking, I think Von Miller's doing bits in um, as a defensive side of the ball and looks strong like he kind of used to be. Um, so yeah, I, I think that for me, if, if you go in completely off card, but Benning Hurts is someone that yeah, you then chuck into the. Justin Jefferson talk, who we actually had a quiet game this weekend, but I think the the out and out front runner generally is Lamar. Not not to you know jump on the you know the the bandwagon of of the pod and, and being biased, but Lamar is at times dragged the Ravens forwards and is doing it both on himself and using weapons and seeming seemingly being a more complete quarterback than I think we've seen from him in in previous years. I don't know. I was just trying to think, actually, and I find that question quite difficult because I'm trying to think who I'd think by watching the game, so I feel like it's been super impressive, like from weeks one to three. But, and I guess obviously it's not all just down to him and it's down to like team and obviously the QB and stuff, but I feel like um, Stefan Diggs has been, so far, it's just had another silly good year. Um, I know obviously it comes down to different things like play calls and Josh Allen and stuff but I feel like if you actually watch his like his routes that he runs and 
some of the tough catches. He's not the biggest of uh, wide receivers either. And it's just the way he goes up and gets. And it's just, um, yeah, and I feel like, because I kind of struggled with that one, to be honest. But I feel like I have to say, I have to say him for my week three MVP so far. Um, defensive side of the ball, again, if we're all being biased, I'm going to say <laughs> Michael Parsons, just because I feel like he's had another... So far, has been another. He's had it again. Only three games in, but he's been fucking silly good again. Um, but yeah, if he continues to keep doing what he's doing and perform at the high level that he's been doing so far, um, come week seventeen, why not? Like I feel like he was ever so slightly robbed of it last year, to be honest. Um, it's if he can continue to do that, he'll be. In, he'll definitely be in the conversation again come end of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think before we wrap up the pod, as I necessarily other no other questions as OVC. That was it. That was no. the last one. Before we wrap up, there's one thing I just wanted to ask you two actually. Uh, I wanted to let you know because I wasn't sure if you knew this. So the other night I found myself looking through the sports channels and I found myself watching not the whole game, but about a, about one, one half of a Canadian football league match, um, which was interesting. It was it was alright. Like it was football and a bit different there's some slightly different rules which I won't go into but what won't you to be so I googled I was thinking how much these guys get paid like because it was they were saying oh this guy's been in the league for years I was like oh like if you've been in the Canadian football league for years you must be like I don't know is that, is that a good thing or are you thinking shit like I never made to the NFL so I googled how much the salary for a Canadian football player is minimum right the minimum salary yeah and it's sixty thousand Canadian dollars a year, which equates to forty-four thousand pound a year. <laughs> right? That's just mad. And it was like, yeah, it was like the highest, like the highest players, as in like the top earners for Canadian Football League, were earning between a hundred thousand US dollar uh, Canadian dollars, sorry, a year, to like one hundred twenty-five thousand. Okay, it's, it's good money. Don't get me wrong on that, but. It's just mad. Comparison. Yeah, right. There's not a, an NFL signed player that gets out of bed for that. It's, just, it's bonkers, no, not at all. Like, but yeah, it was not a game to watch. To be fair, it wasn't wasn't fantastic. College football was much much better to watch. I watched a game of that recently. So it's like the XFL. <laughs> it's 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 not too dissimilar to the XFL. To be fair, the XFL just had some cool <laughs> rules. I miss the XFL. Um, but yeah, I'd recommend. Uh, not that it's it's hard because of the time and shit, but and the Saturdays and stuff. But some of the college games are good to watch as well. I watch some of them; they're they're decent. But yeah, Canadian football don't get paid anything. Yourself, don't watch it. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're at the end of the pod. Reese, you got anything to say? No, I think there's only one man to say one thing. Um, oh, I guess one one from real quick for me is obviously like the sad news. Don't uh, no, mention the Queen again. We've done that. Yeah, we've done the no, Queen. No, no, no. Um, Miles oh, Garrett. Garrett. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. The it's. I think what I've read earlier, it doesn't seem like there's any serious serious injuries, which is obviously great news. Um, obviously his tests are still ongoing. So obviously, hopefully, nothing serious comes of it, and it will it will be fine. But yeah, it uh, wasn't the, grass, the nicest bit of news to uh, 
little read was it the other day? Was it last night? Uh, yeah, last no, night. I think I read, I read this uh, about an hour before I come on. It, it popped up on the Athletic app that I've got. They had released him from hospital, no broken bones or anything, and um, and there was no alcohol or drugs involved to be believed. So, yeah, hopefully it was just a freak accident, but it, it was something very distressing, I think, for all of us when we saw it last night. That's what we want to hope to hear, that there's no alcohol or drugs. If that is involved, then it's just like, that's um, it, like, career done. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Um, but he's, no, yeah. He's, he's already had a, sorry, sorry, Hambo, he's already, he's already no, had a hard time with beating up the Steelers quarterback, what was his name, smacking around the head with a helmet and getting banned for... Oh, years. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, poor bloke, but yeah. Time. Over, over to you. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So thanks for listening and we'll catch y'all in the next one.